Hallo? Morgen? Lekker geslaap? Did you sleep well for those of you who speak that other language called English? At some point we had a worship. Oh, look at them there. Yeah. They just fell out of the sky. So good morning, everybody. Welcome. We'll welcome a little bit later again, but I just wanted to say good morning. You know, we have a nine o'clock service that starts at nine o'clock, apparently. So we just want to get up and worship. I love the excitement in the house. It's been exciting times. If you were around yesterday morning, it was fun. There's some, there's some bodies that ache and hurt, but we're okay. We're all good. No injuries as far as I know. And everybody ate well. So let's just worship. We can do that. Good morning, everybody. Okay, there I am. <laughs> good morning, everyone. Wow, okay. Can we stand? We are so excited to be with you this morning. And just come together and worship our God. We thank you for your grace over our lives that's so sufficient. We thank you that you know us. So if we're here this morning and we are discouraged or we are just not feeling it, we thank you, God, because you know us. You know us so well. And we give you praise. We give you our everything, Father God. And so let's lift up our hands this morning and just begin to give you praise for anything and everything that he has done for us. We give you praise, Lord.
come before you to worship you in spirit and in truth. So Holy Spirit, have your way today, God. Lord, we just don't want to come and sing a few songs because we can. (laughs) We want to come because you are here. We want to encounter you this morning. And so come and speak to us, Father. Come and speak to us. Speak to our spirits, Father.
Father, we love you. We worship you. Lord, we are here because we want to be with you. We want to love on you, Jesus. So we thank you. We're going to do things slightly differently. I know that he's trying to land the worship. But um, I have a word yeah. on my heart that I believe is important for us this morning. And it's to do with worship. And so we, we, we're going to go back into worship after the word. And I, I really want to encourage you this morning. Open up your hearts. Yes. The Lord is here. And um, what, he, what He has for all of us this morning is to take us to new levels of intimacy in worship. But it's a heart that is expectant. And it's a heart that is willing to say, Father, I don't want to be complacent with what I know and what I've experienced. There is fresh Amen. wind, fresh manna that is better than yesterday's. <laughs> so um, we're just going to do some formalities and then I'm going to speak that word and we're going to go back into worship. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Sit down. Now <laughs> you may be seated. <laughs> And I've always wanted to do that, sit down and see the people obey, you know, like <laughs> King Charles, you know. <laughs> but good morning. If you are visiting us for the very, very first time ever in your life, welcome. Welcome to the Father's house. We are a community of followers of Jesus that just love God and we love people. We're multicultural, multi-generational, multi-hairstyled, multi-bodied. <laughs> multi but our aim is just to love God and love people. That's what we do. That's what we love. So welcome. If you came in, you would receive a little welcome pack. Please fill that in. Hand it back in. If you haven't, put your hand up. Somebody will bring a little thing to you. Somebody will bring a little thing. Just fill it in. And then afterwards, have some coffee with us. Hang out. We promise we'll try not to spam you. Yeah. <laughs> no, we won't spam you. We'll just say hi. And, uh, but welcome. Feel welcome. To the rest of all of you beautiful people, a special warm welcome to you. You look all so beautiful. <laughs> could, we, could we have the guys do the tithes and offerings while we, while we do this? That'll be great. Thank you very much. As part of our worship, that's what we do. We love to give. To get, to give, to give, to get, to get, to give, to give, to give, to get, to get. Happy birthday. Thank you. No. <laughs> if it's your birthday today or this week, a happy, happy birthday. May the Lord bless you and keep you. We have some... Interesting birthdays this week of some interesting people. I don't know what they're turning, age-related. But on the 9th, we have Greg Lindicky, Garth Bosch. Is Garth here? No, I didn't see Garth. He's celebrating. Ah, number 10? Number 10. <laughs> on the 10th, Larico Arnolds. It almost feels like Larico's birthday is every week. What are this? His name keeps on coming up. <laughs> Stacey Esmond, Maxine Benjamin. On the 11th, Liema Duna. It's a busy week in the, in the Duna family. And Alexander Orion. On the 12th, Mrs. Fida. Chave. Uh, yeah. You know, 30th birthday is always so special. <laughs> what do I want? Uh, cake. Cupcakes. Whatever. Yes. And moving on very quickly. The 13th is Keegan Tron, and the 14th, or do I say Theron? Keegan Theron. Only if it's Charlize. No, it's not Charlize. The 14th, Busisiwe Duna. Happy birthday. May the Lord bless you, keep you, 
have some cake, not made from vegetables, but from sweet, beautifully heavenly syrup and sugar and butter and mm, and icing and oh, praise the year. Shine if you have kids, please take them next door if you want to. Sign them in, sign them out, that's very important. And then we have a parenting workshop today. So you can still join in on that parenting workshop. That happens after the service, hosted by Lynette Snyman and the, this week's birthday girl called Shabay Fida. But please come along, bring your kids, have some fun with them. Always good to connect, hang out. Then we are running Wallerstein, we're not running, we're supporting Wallerstein Soup Kitchen. We are going with this until the 24th of October. There's been a lot of ingredients that have come. It's really been a blessing. Patricia and Portia say thank you very, very much. They've been able to feed quite a lot of folks in, in the area. It's very precious. So if you, if you can and you want to be part of that, that'll be, that'll be fantastic. Then the classics have a bingo day on the 14th of October. Yes, you do, apparently. Um, yeah, Pete. You need to bring to remembrance these things, Pete. Uh, 9.30 at the church, apparently it's 20 rand per person. And I don't know if there's going to be prizes or something to eat. And then I just quickly want to call up Mrs. or Miss Goodyear, Veronica, to just come and share something about the ladies. You know, the ladies are always up to something. Thank you, Didi. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys? Good. This is a message for the ladies. I'm sorry, guys. We have um, Ronnie and Sam with us next week, as you know. And Ronnie is the founder of our ladies group. She started it when she arrived in Cape Town about seven and a half years ago. And when she left, her legacy continued. And she's going to be with us ladies on Wednesday morning at 9.30. And I'm giving an open invitation to any lady from our congregation not only those that come to the ladies' group, but if you've got a free morning, bring a plate of eats, Didi. He's always saying we eat a lot of sweets, but we do. So um, bring a plate of eats and come along. We just want to celebrate Rani and um, just show her that we appreciate what she did and hear a word from her. You know, I always remember Rani as smiling and she would be ministering and burst into song while she's ministering to us. So we're really looking forward to a word from her, but also to see you ladies that we don't often see. Come and celebrate with us and see what we're all about. So please, 9.30 in the minor hall on Wednesday morning. Thank you, Didi. Thank you, Veronica. Do I qualify some of these? I'm trying not to be very naughty. But there's an event coming up, moving through the ages and keeping with, with women. There's a women's event and uh, for all generations of women, and that takes place on the 22nd of October. That's not the Saturday, the next one. Um, it's 40 rand per, per person, and it runs in the afternoon. I see the little picture show dancing. I'm not sure, you know, is it line dancing? Is it, uh, you know? But come out if you, if, you, if you want to join that, it'll be good. I think they'll, they'll have a lot of fun. And it's moving through the ages, so it's multi-generational, you know, multi, multi, multi. So come and enjoy. Um, on Sunday, the 6th of November, we have a family picnic after the service on the lawn at the back. So yesterday, we did a lot of things yesterday. And, I'm th- and looking at this, I'm thinking, I'm looking forward to this picnic, man. Besides for the food, but it's just hang out together, 
you know, just fellowship, just come and just bring something to eat, especially for me. No. Um, other events is youth every Friday evenings at 7.30, and then as Veronica said this week, but if they normally come together on Wednesday mornings, 9.30 anyways, but this week is a special one because Ronnie's there, and they're going to have eats if you're a woman and you're feeling a bit thin, go for that. Hospital ministry at Carl Bremer every second Saturday and last Thursday of the month. You can contact AD. I saw him sitting over there. Those guys are really doing an awesome thing. It's really good. The testimonies that we've received from the hospital ministry is just absolutely amazing. People feeling better, getting healed, getting saved. It's just extraordinary. So it really is a cool place to hang out. So you want to hang out, do that. We have healing streams or facilitating God encounters. Contact the office if you, if, you, if you want some prayer. They'll gladly pray with you. And then we have a lost and found bin. So if you lose anything, go look there. might be there. We found Tim's Bible there the other day in the lost and found. And his man bag. <laughs> he has a man bag. <laughs> but if you, if, you, if you happen to lose something, just go look there. Maybe it's there. Or if you find something here that you... You know, just put it there. I know somebody will come and find it. Can we pray for the tithes and offerings? Please, sir. While you're looking like under Pete, just pray. I mean, blessed. Are you praying? Okay. Everything I get for your food. Don't fight about it. Just pray. Just pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessings you always pour upon us. Thank you for your unconditional and extravagant blessings over our lives. Thank you for your love, for your mercy, and for everything you do for us. Thank you because your plans for us are not to harm us, but to prosper us. Good plans to a good ending. So we bring these offerings and these tithes to you so you can multiply them, not only in our lives, but in the lives of our community, that this ministry can be a blessing to everyone around this church and the lives that are attached through the people here. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Pete. Timothy. What? Oh. Oh, that's Sandy. Should I sing a song while it's playing? <laughs> I think this was to be music. But... So, so this is what happened yesterday. And um, I think there were easily about probably 40 people that came and went and helped knock it down. <laughs> and uh, also just um, some testimonies. So, we had people sponsoring uh, skips because we didn't realize how thick that wall was. <laughs> so uh, we need, I think we had about six skips at the end of the day. Um, as well as catering, we had people just uh, giving and sharing, giving money towards uh, the food. So we want to say thank you to everyone who's still going. Yeah. Oh, that's our month. I think Armand is sleeping. <laughs> He's sleeping in. 
And that man there called, man, that guy can hit. Switch. Am I good? All right, thank you. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Um, let me just say very emotional music for that day. <laughs> Sorry. I know I put, I put the music to it. But um, <laughs> Eye of the Tiger, I, I think it's the way we're feeling at the moment in, the, in this. Uh, Andrew, I mean, I saw Andrew pick up a hammer, a 10-pound hammer, and knock that wall. I don't know how you're feeling this morning. <laughs> Jose as well. Uh, you didn't pick it up. <laughs> and, then, and then another thing we also notice is, you know, the uh, more matured and you know, seasoned uh, workers, you know, just slowly they were going at it. And that wall was coming. The younger guys, we were like, nah, we can do this. <laughs> and then I just saw each one, you know, one by one, we, we gave up. We started tending the, and the, and the guys are still going, like, steadily. Have you, did you notice that? It's wisdom. Eh? But um, I do want to say thank you, um, just on behalf of the leadership. And, um, yeah, uh, the whole exercise is about community. And uh, we do want to be able to just have a time of fellowship and be together um, afterwards on the 6th of November, but also just journey together. So there's a lot more happening, and the Lord is moving. And I, I, I'm going to be able to tell you maybe in a couple of weeks' time what God is doing, because whenever the Lord starts to move, you know, I, I always say, follow the cloud. You know, um, I'll never forget, Dr. Andre, what you said just when we came out of COVID, you know, the Lord speaks, we listen, and then things begin to happen. And literally, that's what we're seeing with all this renovation. It's not really about renovating. It's about building faith together as a community and trusting the Lord together, particularly after two years where our faith was challenged. And so um, join us. In a couple of weeks' time, we'll, we'll be doing some more things. We're trusting to be able to lift that paving and flatten. We already got a compacted, donated, well, just for the time, so we can actually get that straight. And then we still need to buy the paving, and we still need to get proper pavers. That's something the, le the leaders told me. Please don't let anyone just put a brick down, you know. So if you know how to pave, and you consider yourself a qualified paver, <laughs> come and speak to George, <laughs> and he'll test you. you know? <laughs> speak to us, please. We, we're going to need help. Um, I do want to just highlight as well, on the 22nd October, the women's event 
is happening. And I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys come together. We'll be outside, hey David, we'll be outside um, brick, picking up some bricks and stuff. But um, if you haven't signed up for that, please do. And then next week, um, next week, Pastor Sam will be here and he'll be ministering uh, the word. And I'm really, really looking forward to spending time with him again. Um, if you're new to this church and you don't know who Sam and Rani is, then come next week. Uh, you'll quickly get to know them. They're very easy to get to know, okay? So we're looking forward to that next week, Sunday morning. Um, I'm trying to get into this word. I'm just asking the Lord, how do I do this? Can we pray? Can we just pray together? Father, your presence is heaven to us, Lord. I thank you for your presence in this house, Lord. I thank you for your presence in the lives of people in this community. Lord, I pray right now that you may take us to new heights. And I ask, Father, that whatever we need right now to have fresh revelation, that you would give that, Holy Spirit. And I thank you, Lord, that we can always come back to your presence. doesn't matter how far we drifted off. doesn't matter, Father, what we're going through. Your presence is constant. And your presence is always inviting. And so we want to come to your table this morning, Lord, and sit at your, at your table to feast in your presence, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I titled this, um, this word this morning, Worship in the Heavenness. And um, one of the things that I felt in the week as Shavai and I were away, um, the Lord challenged us about joy and um, living in a place of joy. And then um, as I was meditating on this, I, I realized that joy and worship can never be separated. In fact, if you don't know what joy is, it's really hard to worship. If you don't have joy inside of you, your worship is always going to be challenged and you're always going to struggle. And so I started asking myself the question, Lord, what is joy? What is, and how does one live in that space of joy? Which is what Jesus did. And um, I, I, I went and listened to a couple of podcasts. I don't normally listen to podcasts, but I, I just was really interested in wanting to understand this joy, you know. Um, and I listened to this rabbi, Jewish rabbi. I thought, you know, one can't go wrong when you're looking at the original uh, scriptures. And um, it's amazing how the word joy in, um, in Hebrew is, is quite, uh, like most Hebrew words, it's quite intense. It's not just one-dimensional. It's quite multifaceted and multidimensional. And um, this rabbi was talking about joy and happiness. Psalm 1 says, happy is the man. You know that one? We say blessed is the man, happy is the man who walks not in the, you know that one. And um, happiness is something that is very individualistic. Happiness is about you and your state of mind, your state of where you're at, uh, at peace, you know. Um, and Psalm 1 is good to show you how to live a happy life. Joy is very different to happiness. Because, you see, happiness is very dependent on you and your state of mind, where joy is dependent on the corporate. 
It's a relational thing. So Jesus said, you know, let the, my joy remain in them as and he says to the Father, as you are in me and I am in you. And, and then he said, so that their joy can be complete. His fullness of his joy was based on his relationship with the Father. And when that relationship is in sync, there comes this joy that surpasses a feeling of happiness, you know, which is just a state of condition. I hope I'm making a little bit of sense. So, so a lot of times when you, you, know, you go for help, and, and particularly outside of the church, you hear these amazing motivational speakers, and they'll speak about something that sounds like joy, but it's really about happiness. It's about how you feel. The joy is linked to your relationship with the Father, and then it's linked to your relationship with others. And so throughout the Bible, the Bible you see the Israelites were told, rejoice. And with rejoicing comes eating. And then came drinking. And they would eat and drink and feast, rejoicing. You'd never find somebody sitting alone having a glass of wine. I can say wine in church. Here we go. A glass of wine, having something to eat all by himself and saying, I am full of joy right now. Joy is a celebration. And so they were given all these feasts and celebrations. And so I started looking at this and I thought, Lord, if we know what joy is and we're able to live and walk in that place and that space of joy, then our worship will become even higher and deeper than we've ever had before. Joy is transcends. Transcends. Is it right? Okay. In other words, joy goes above every circumstance you can ever face. Joy goes above anything you can ever feel. And so Jesus walked in constant joy, and out of that joy, he then says, I give to you, so that you can have complete joy. There you go. And so I want to give you three things this morning about worship, and I believe the key of this whole thing is joy. And if you don't have joy this morning, you know. You know that joy can be taken. You can actually allow someone to take your joy. So the Bible says, guard your joy so that no one can take it away. So I, I, I realize you're not just people can take your joy, but circumstances can take it. And... Um, and I, this morning, I really believe that the Lord wants you to not allow things to take away your joy anymore. Not allow people, circumstances, no matter what happens in this world, to stay in constant joy. And so I'm going to speak about three heavens. And how does this all link? Let's go with it. <laughs> the three heavens and how worship impacts the three heavens. The Bible speaks about, in Genesis 1 verse 1, in fact, in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. And a lot of times, in fact, the King James called it the heaven and the earth, and they corrected it in the New King James, and they realized that it was supposed to be heavens. Today, we kind of realize that there are heavens. We, in fact, we realize that there is the natural world and there's the spiritual world. More than that, there's the earth, this realm, which we can call, and you'll see in scripture, it's called the first heaven, and, and um, then there's the second heaven. 
You know, and the Bible speaks about the second heaven where Satan fell, and then um, he was actually given some dominion. And today he's still called the prince of the air, the second heaven. In fact, most of the times I believe what happens in worship is that you are battling in the second heaven. And that, you know, devil wants to come and steal your joy, and he's stealing it while we're trying to worship the Lord because he's coming within that second heaven. And where does that hit you the most? Or me, it hits us here. The battle in the mind. And we start to doubt whether we are good enough to worship the Father. We start to doubt whether God actually exists. Is he actually real? Is he here? I don't feel goosebumps. I don't know. And so the, the, the enemy settles and, and attacks you know, within the second heaven. And most times worship is stolen within an atmosphere because people give in to the battle in the second heaven. So I'm going to teach you something this morning. And how do you combat that? How do you battle in that realm? There's a song that says, um, this is how I fight my battles. Have you ever wondered what that meant? I thought the song was incomplete. They didn't really explain, right? <laughs> but maybe somebody should write the next verse to that. So how do you fight in the second heaven? And then the Bible speaks about the third heaven. And the third heaven is mentioned particularly in the book of Revelation, where John was taken up, and, and, and then Paul says, I saw a man and that was taken into the third heaven. The third heaven is the realm where God dwells in his throne, and where we all know the angels, angelical beings, are all around his throne, worshiping him. And the Lord showed me a couple of years ago, I was leading a worship ministry and um, I was at a point of really being frustrated because I felt like we were singing the songs of the top ten list, but nothing was sitting. It's really hard for a worship leader to be doing songs of the top ten. You know, when, when you start getting emails, please can you do this song? And, and I understand, I understand that we all listen to different worship music and music. Um, and so I was so frustrated one day. I told the team, I'm going to start a praise and worship um, spontaneous time before our rehearsal. And we, here's one rule. You don't sing any song that's, that's been written by anybody besides you. <laughs> and you need to write that song on the spot. Spontaneous worship. In fact, I was following a guy by the name of Don Potter. I don't know if you guys heard of Don Potter. Check him out. I think he's still alive. <laughs> But he was, and they would come to church, and the worship team would be on, and there'd be no words. And the first song they sing is a spontaneous song, and it will go on for like hours. And the presence of God would hit that place. It's the church where Rick Joyner um, was, was pastoring. I think he still is, Morningstar. And the presence of God sat so heavily because all they did was worship from the heart. So um, I was at that point of frustration, and I went to the Lord, and, and this is what I heard him say, start a spontaneous worship um, set and time, you know, and we did that on a Wednesday, and I started by myself, told the sound guy at about five o'clock um, to switch everything on, I went up to the office and told everybody in the office, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to be worshiping, um, but that was like most people's knockoff time. And uh, everybody was like, go for it. You know. Ended up worshiping for the first couple of weeks by myself. And it was hard because I was so used to singing the top ten songs, you know. 
the, the songs of the day, I'm not going to tell you which songs they were then, because that's going to give my age away. <laughs> okay. But, um, you know, to sit there and to say, Father, I'm just going to pour my heart out to you. And anyway, um, within a couple of weeks, the, the band started picking up about this time, and so they started coming earlier. So the guys were coming straight from work, and before we knew it, um, we were sitting, most of the band were, were there, and we were worshiping from uh, opus five all the way to seven o'clock when we started our rehearsal. We were just worshiping and spontaneous, and it, the first few times it was so awkward, everybody's like, okay, what are we going to do? <laughs> we don't know, like, I'll play a key, I'll, say, I'll play a chord, and, and then eventually it just became natural. And then the Lord showed me something, and this is where this comes in. We were worshiping, and we were singing songs, and the Lord said to me, there are three levels, this is, the, this is how I heard it, there are three levels, Tim, that you need to worship into. And I said to the Lord, um, what, is, what does that mean? <laughs> and he said, sing over the people. So I'm on the, on the keyboard, and I start singing over people. And then um, they start singing back over me, you know. And before we knew it, they started singing over each other. And they were singing what we would call prophetic words over one another. And it, it was kind of, again, very awkward. It's the first time we ever did this. Very awkward, very strange, you know. And we asking, Lord, what is this? But we knew it was the right thing to do. I didn't know there was a scripture in Ephesians that says, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs to one another. The realm of the... The, of man, you know, this first heaven is where God saturates all of us, and he saturates everything that he created, and the way that he saturates it is how we sing over it. You can sing over the person next to you. You can sing over your circumstance. You can even sing over your community, over your house. Saturation, cover the earth with your glory, and so I started understanding that in a room like this, it's not confined when we, when we intentionally begin to sing, to saturate South Africa, to saturate this city, saturate this community, to sing over our children and sing over one another. And so we did that and it was fun. And it ended up being like 20 minutes, you know, and then, you know, it's like a wave, right? And it comes and then it goes. And then the Lord said to me, now I want you to sing into the heavenly. And I said, Lord, at that time there was an agenda um, for the gay parade to take place in Cape Town. And I remember that came to us and we were praying into it. And um, the Lord said to me, sing so that you can displace that which the enemy is trying to do in your city. So the word displacement, if I can get something, um, can I grab your, ah, let's not see through. Anybody got a bottle of water there, Marlon? Oh, there we are. I can use this one. Yeah. Displacement. You see this bottle? I don't know if you can see, but there's, there's quite a bit of water in there. But just above that water, what do you think there is? It's air. And the more that you pour this water out, the more the air will fill. You see, the kingdom of God is exactly the same. Because his kingdom comes in, and whatever is there has to flee. That's why when David took the harp and he began to play, the enemy had to go. Because the enemy can, kingdom of darkness cannot stand in the kingdom of light. 
And so, similarly, displacement, right? Pour out the water, the air will fill. And so the Lord said to me, if you declare into the heavenlies the kingdom of God, then the enemy has got no more ground to stay. Now, that sounds like, wow, man, it's far-fetched, right? But let me, let me explain to you. Um, thanks, Daddy. I, I started doing this at our home. We, we would move into a place. We moved quite a bit. In fact, wherever they posted us in ministry, we would move closer to the church. But we moved into a place, and I would feel that, that this, the air, you know, the atmosphere is filled with something, and it's not the Lord. Okay, you know that feeling? And so I would say to Shavay, I'd take my guitar and say, you know what, love, we're just going to worship through this house. In fact, um, we would do that now, you know, not that we're going to move again, but we, we, it became an, a natural thing for us to do. Whenever we moved in, we would worship through the house, pray, worship, because the kingdom of God, when it comes, nothing else can stay. So I got a call from a guy out in Hart Bay, he wasn't a Christian, and he said to me, Tim, you do exorcism? I was at a Catholic school. I was like, yeah, I don't know. No, we don't call it that. I said, I'll tell you what, I can, we can come and help you. I took Jason with me, in fact, and we drove all the way to Art Bay. And so, hey, you guys were there. We walked into the house, and, you know, the man's standing there, and he's actually he's weeping because he's got a little child, and him and his daughter were facing demonic things throughout the night. And um, so I said to him, you know what, um, you can call it exorcism, but, you know, all we're going to do is worship. We're going to bring the kingdom of God in. So Jason and I, here we are, you know, singing our hearts out to Jesus in the ma- a house that, of someone who doesn't even know Jesus. And we're walking through, and, and we went into these bedrooms, and then we ended up into the main bedroom where all, all the stuff was happening. And he stands, and he's shaking, and he's crying. And he says, what is this? And I said to him, that is the presence of God. And it was filling the house. Um, a couple of other things happened there that, that we ended up still just praying for him. Because he, as much as he felt the presence of God, he wasn't ready. Worship in the second heaven is where you displace the enemy. A lot of times, our homes are filled with things and you're phoning around, pray, you know, I love the prayer ministry here, yeah? I just give Christy a message of Veronica and they pray, but listen, you have authority to come into your own home, in your own space, and bring the kingdom of God in. So we're teaching our kids, you know, when they have nightmares, say, come, let us help you. Okay, where's Jesus? So he's really good at this. Where is Jesus there at that moment? Where was Jesus and you know, it's amazing that they would always see Jesus somehow. Jude used to see this um, uh, lion roaring at him at night. And, you know, you could say, oh, wild imagination. But these are children. I'm telling you, they are far more intuitive, and, and um, particularly with the spiritual realm. And so we, we, we eventually show sitting with Jude and, okay, what if Jesus, who is the lion of Judah, right, is actually the lion? And all of a sudden, Judah had to just kind of switch, like, you know, that, that, that lion may not be roaring to hurt him. 
Are these things resonating a little bit? This morning, we're going to go there. Because I really, I believe the Lord wants us to take this word and apply it. To learn how to displace things in your atmosphere. So that it doesn't steal your joy. And the third realm, the third realm is the realm of God. In that realm, it's all about Him. If you, you know, a lot of people get stuck in the first and the second realm in worship. They are very consumed with where they're at or what's happening around them. Or they're very consumed with the atmosphere and what's happening in the spiritual realm. But the aim of worship is to get to the third realm. The aim of worship is to get to the place where it's the delight of the Father. And you know, that place, if you're not used to it, is very awkward. It's a place where there can be complete silence, and all you know is that God is there. I was, I was, um, I was at Rhodes Memorial, and I was 18 years old, asking the Lord, what am I going to do with my life? I was sitting at Rhodes with my guitar. In fact, I took a taxi. Told my mother, I'm going to this memorial at, with my guitar. And I took a taxi all the way up to Mowbray and I walked up, sat there. And um, I said to the Lord, you know, I was at a crossroad of whether I should study, you know, go academic or go into ministry. It was, you know, one of those things. I said to the Lord, I just want to be with you. And then... Today, maybe being older, I, I, you know, it's strange. The older you get, the more, I think, doubtful you become <laughs> of the supernatural. And we really need to, you know, stop the mind. But I heard the song while I was sitting, and I heard it in the trees. We cry, holy is the Lamb. And I'm, I'm close, I had my eyes closed on the guitar, and I'm hearing it like a wind that's blowing through the trees. Holy is the lamb that was slain. We cry holy. And then I, I, I can't explain. I heard voices in harmony. Is the lamb, holy is the lamb that was slain. And then I took the guitar and I sang the song and I said, Lord, what is this? And he said, it's throne room. It's throne room. C.C. Winans came out with a song, with an album called Throne Room. I don't know if you ever listened to C.C. Winans. And it's all but songs of the Father. It's all but songs directed to him. The throne room worship, the third realm, the third heaven is worship that no longer focuses on me or on others or on stuff. And it goes all the way into the throne where it's you and the Father and it's all Him and it's His delight. And when you're there, nothing else matters. It's joy. Jesus said, so... The joy that's in me 
the Father and I are one. Let that joy be in them, Lord, so that their joy can be complete. You're not going to find joy in this world without Jesus. You're not going to find joy by having your bank account full. <laughs> or maybe today we could say having uh, uh, your fuel tank feel full. <laughs> you know, <laughs> You're going to be happy, <laughs> but it's going to run empty again. The joy that the Father wants to give you is constant, and it remains. And so, how do we worship in these realms? And I tell you, um, for, I've, seen, I've seen worship leaders that are stuck in fighting mode. You know, I, I don't know if you've experienced that. Maybe you could also be there. You're always fighting, you know. Listen, that, that's... That's okay, but let me explain to you how you fight in the second heaven. You fight perfect love, cause out fear. You fight by bringing the opposite to whatever you face. So we were at UCT. I was doing a similar teaching, and the students were sitting, and they, and I, and they said, but Tim, you know, we live in res. I don't know if, if you've ever been to a university res. Uh, there's some stuff that can happen there, you know. There's some hojas that can go all over, you know. And they said, we live in, we live in res. And they, they just heard that a couple of students uh, committed suicide because they failed the exams. So the fear was rife in that old place. How do we displace that? And immediately the scripture came, perfect love costs out fear. And so we ended up writing a song about the perfect love of God. And then we stood up and we faced the two towers, you know, and we sang to the towers and we sang about the perfect love of God. You fight that battle through worship by declaring the opposite of whatever you're facing. If you're weary and you're down, then sing about the joy of the Lord. David says, why so downcast, O my soul? Right? Put your faith in God. Speak and sing to yourself if you need to. If you see somebody else is there, sing to them. But we've got to get to that third heaven. <laughs> Father's house, this is a house of worship. This is a house of prayer and worship. Harp and bowl. And this morning, I want to ask Chrissy, Kaylee, can we come, Dave? I don't know how your muscles is doing, bro, but <laughs> you're doing well behind the trumpet. <laughs> I need you there. Um, if you are willing to say, Lord, I want something new, I believe the Lord will give it to you this morning. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I used to be the worship leader that would, um, well, we call, we call them the cheerleaders. You know, and then the Lord just smacked me and said, what are you doing? I mean, it took me 10 years to learn this, but, you know, we're not here to cheer you on. We're not here to say, come on, you know, put your hands up. Yeah. I used to do that. <laughs> um, it's you and the Lord. 
And how do you come to Him? It's between you and Him. My relationship with the Lord is very different to Shoveh. She has moments in the Bible where she's laughing all the time. I'm like, I'm too serious, Lord. <laughs> Shoveh sees the humor in the old scriptures, and my relationship is not the same. Where are you with Him? And how that expresses in your worship is you and Him. Don't let anybody tell you that you have to do this and that. That you have to stand, you have to lift your hands, you have to, you know, jump. And how, where are you with the Father? And how do you see Him and how does He see you? Whatever that looks like is what I invite you to this morning. So I'm not even going to ask you to stand. Because <laughs> no. honestly, church, we're the only institution that says stand. And then everybody stands, you know. You go to Parliament, uh, oh, um, point of order, <laughs> why must I stand? <laughs> I, I am being funny, but I wanted to see something different this morning. It's, it's not about uniformity. It's about relationship. And so if you're used to dancing, then dance. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> If you're used to, to lying down for the Lord in your quiet time, then lie. If you, whatever you do when you're with Him, that's the freedom we have in this house. And so we're going to worship the Lord, and um, we'll, we'll just keep, keep going until Didi decides to stop us. Beautiful name is the name of Jesus. 
say to you this morning that you are all the beloved of the father <laughs> he has no favorites <laughs> could I do one more thing going to just close the service this morning but if you want to stand you can stand if you want to sit you can sit but I'm just going to play yeah, and the sense that I had this morning is that let the presence of God wash over you you don't have to do anything because he takes full delight in you as you are
Father, we love you. Father, we love you, Lord. We worship you. And as we continue in this week, I want to encourage you just to keep worshiping the Lord. doesn't matter what this week throws at you, the good, the bad, the ugly. Worship him and continue to worship. So may the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, and be so, so gracious unto you. Be blessed. Have a wonderful Sunday and a beautiful week.